Hi and welcome to What Is Life. Today's guest is Elle Davis. This girl's got personality. She's currently in Australia and we are going to get down to knowing what is life with Elle Davis. So take a seat, enjoy and let's get straight into it. She's currently in Australia so let's hope it all connects well and let's see how this new mic goes. Yes, we have a new mic in the building. So this podcast will go down in history. I have live with me all the way from Australia. It's Al. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Sidney, we spent like two hours trying to get this going. We've finally done it. I know. Must be something about the opposite side of the world. (laughs) It must be. So let's get straight into it. Where are you right now? Where are you? I'm down under. I'm in Australia. Good day, mate. Yeah, good day, mate. Down under. Time. You don't even know. Sorry. What's the time? The time right now is nine sixteen. Yeah, love it. So, tell everyone who is Ellen Davis. Uh, she's tall. (laughs) 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 She's she's from Wales, but doesn't sound Welsh. Very disappointing, but some people could be thankful for that. (laughs) You speak Welsh. I can. Inshallah, come rag. Poreda. Poreda. What did you just say? I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, um, I what, so what have I done? I went to San Martin High School and then I went to uh, sixth form in San Martin from there. And then I went to Liverpool to study drama. Drama, I didn't know that. And well, when I met you, I knew there was something about you in terms of personality. But now it all uh, makes sense, like, and it all makes sense, you know what I'm saying, like? Uh, yeah, yeah, you could never tell. I'm not dramatic at all. <laughs> so, tell me a bit about Liverpool leaving Love Bufflin. As I say, Love Bufflin? San Bufflin. San Bufflin. It's quite, it's quite a small place, isn't it? Um, and then going to sixth form there, you really met a lot of people. I'm talking from school to college years, you met a lot of people, right? In Lang- Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 people there. So yeah, from going there small. to a city, how was that? I think, I don't really remember it being a massive shock, to be honest. Like it felt fine like it felt natural and um 
it, I suppose it was nice to be able to not have to drive everywhere. Like you could walk, everything was close. And then just the mixture of people. I think Liverpool's got a lot of uh, culture and history and it was great. Yeah, Liverpool's my favourite city, actually. I lived there for a year. Um, yeah, it's good. So how did you get into drama or was it meant to be? Um, I don't really know because when I grew up, there's, I've always been on the stage. I've always been performing. I remember singing like Kylie Minogue with a plastic microphone, like in my living room to my parents when I was younger. Um, and then in school, I wasn't very good at exams and wasn't very good at like anything in particular. Like I was okay in terms of you know average grades and stuff. And then yeah. I think when it got into the GCSE year so when I was was it 15 16 I uh, chose drama as a BTEC and then I did it after school um a lonely tree youth theatre so it's like a youth theatre after school and I just dedication yeah yeah, I think it's just the only thing that I enjoyed it's the only thing I concentrated on um and I just it was the only thing that made me happy really so I just did that and just continued with it for uni because why not really and then I wanted to be an actress as well an actress who's your favorite actress oh I don't know um so many greats out there I know there literally is um I can't even I can't even I don't have a favorite yeah. To be honest, no, I don't. So, I saw you got a first degree. How was that? Oh, yeah, I did. I, yeah, I graduated with first class, uh, which was um, a surprise. I mean, I worked, I worked really hard. I tried really hard, but it was a big surprise. Um, because those three years were not easy at all. Because I also road alongside so I had you know drama that's very full-on um yeah. you know mentally mentally you know physically demanding and then you've got rowing that's probably one of the most demanding mentally and physically demanding sports out there so do you watch the boat race every year the boat race the you know, boat came, race what's it called <laughs> Cambridge, isn't it? The one, that one. Oxford yeah, and Cambridge. No, yeah, no, I do, I do. Um, no, I really enjoyed it. And I, you know, did really well with it. And I got offered um, a spot in Salford for the uh, like training programme. Uh, and then I ran away to Hong Kong. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but so no, like, going back. So you finish uni and then you got family proud, had the pictures and you were allowed, you're pretty much allowed to stay at home for as long as you want because you made the family proud while you chase your dreams and you got offered this thing to go and do rowing in Salford and then you thought, yeah. ah, I'll just go to Hong Kong. So why Hong Kong? How? When? What made you right. then think, right, I I'm, just, yeah, I'm just going to go to Hong Kong? Um so okay so 
in terms of the whole athlete life I just thought it wasn't what I wanted um and then the drama side of things I went in to uni wanting to be an actress and then on the course you're taught so many different things and I really enjoyed directing in the end and there's like lighting and like stage management and everything and but then I didn't really know what I wanted to do like I came out of university feeling very clueless yeah and lost I suppose when you say like that in terms of drama or production there's so many elements that you could have focused on and you thought was that the right thing to put all my energy into that so yeah exactly that's why I didn't do a master's because I just thought well if I was to go down one way obviously if it was a waste of time a waste of money um yeah so going back to Hong sorry before going on to Hong Kong I'm just doing a thing in terms of do you think when your uni experience um was more of an experience in terms of the whole thing just going to live by yourself etc or did you focus more about getting the grade uh that's a very good question um if you could go back would you go for the grade or the experience I would say I think it's the grade I personally don't know if it's like living like on my own and stuff really um changed me and I worked I worked really hard at uni like there were times where I was at a house party and I'd have to go home early because I had like training the next day yeah and then I know that then I had to be in a lecture or writing something or planning um you know to direct a play or whatever so I know that I, I wasn't like a big I wasn't I wouldn't say I was the the usual uni student if that makes sense yeah so you were focused on the goal so now talk tell me about Hong Kong okay so um so I what year was it I think it was 2017 I completed a TEFL course um and I went to teach in Italy I taught English for about three months and I traveled all around Italy and that was the first time I'd ever like gone traveling yeah by myself and I don't really know why I did it to be honest like I think I just wanted to something different yeah I just didn't want to be doing the usual job in the summer like waitressing at Lake Vernon Hotel or something you know I just wanted to Lake Vernon Hotel's great yeah I just wanted something more I think and I just think when you get to 18 and you get you kind of realize oh I'm not like a child anymore like, I can go I can eat what I want I can literally go on a plane and no one can stop me. I think it was that realisation. Yeah, some people have it in them to go, I'm just going to go. Some people are obviously scared. So you weren't scared at all? You were more excited or what was that feeling like? To be fair, I didn't really feel anything. This is the thing. I just don't, I just don't feel anything. It's just, I don't know how to explain it, but I just don't, yeah. So Hong Kong came about 
um, and basically my godparents used to live uh, in Hong Kong and they used to live in Indonesia as well uh, they now live in Sweden so they've traveled around a lot and I've seen them do it and I've heard about their experiences and then a friend of theirs came to visit them when I was living with them in Bolton after I graduated and she said oh just come to Hong Kong just send me a CV and I'll send I'll pass it on to a friend and basically to teach uh, English and drama again and I thought well you know I've got nothing to lose I was already looking at maybe going to Spain or Vietnam uh, just to try the teaching thing out because I'm not really sure if I want to do it yet. Okay so was that a paid role then or was it more experience side of it? So the Hong Kong thing was teaching um, and I got paid, uh, but it wasn't, it wouldn't be as good as if I were to do my PGC or master's in education. Um, It wouldn't be as good as pay as that, but I was still, so basically I had a job. Well, it was a bit of a roller coaster. I went out with one company that was more drama like based and you would go into schools and help um, them with the plays or you would encourage English basically through drama games and you know with kids and everything which I really enjoyed and I did some adult classes as well and I worked with teenagers and then I left that company because they were a bit meh um and I went with a more English so more English focused so then I was placed in a kindergarten where they actually really appreciated my drama side because that's how you get kids I find is the best way to get kids involved in learning is through uh, drama basically so it must have been Uh, like for an 18 year old to just then arrive in Hong Kong what was like it didn't fear you obviously you said but what was that like because obviously obviously the pay wasn't as good whatever but you were definitely going for the experience this time right to be like I'm going to be in Hong Kong I'll see what it's all about yeah, I think so, definitely. I think um, it was, there's nothing, I just didn't, there's nothing in the UK for me. So I just had this feeling that I'm just going to go because literally, I think my goddad said to me, he said, what is the worst thing that can happen? You get on a plane and come home and start again. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so and that's how really your travelling began. And then... Yeah, so from, yeah, when I was in Hong Kong, I mean, it's quite obviously one of the world's most expensive places. Uh, so I couldn't do massively a lot. And I worked in a local Chinese school. So the uh, holidays that you're given are very different or shorter. For example, like, you know, our Easter holidays are what, two weeks? Is it in the UK? Two? Yeah, yeah and some holidays, six weeks. Like, they don't have that. Um, the international schools do. Um, but you need a PGC for them. But yeah, so I, I went to Vietnam over Christmas and the Philippines, which I absolutely adored. Um, yeah, but I really yeah. miss Hong Kong. Do you do you see yourself going back there? I th- I think so. Yeah, I'd like so, to say so. Yeah. Say for someone who hasn't been to Asia, what would you say that experience? Because I've been to Asia and it's it's crazy out there and it's but 
the best thing I found was out of all the countries I've been to, the hospitality is just ridiculous in terms of their services out. Just because I'm guessing yeah. they've got nothing to live for, as in like they literally love their job, like as in they go the extra mile because it's all yeah. they've got in a way, but they appreciate it and it's like they don't look at it that way, they just literally love it. So if someone who hasn't been to Asia, what would you say? What did you take from there that people who haven't been should go or what are your thoughts? Oh, just like the food and the culture and uh, like you said, it just makes you appreciate life more and it makes you go, I'm actually really lucky. I grew up in the UK. I can speak English. Like English is my native tongue. And everywhere I go in the world, people will have to speak English to me to communicate. And I never realised like that being like a privilege, basically. And it kind of shocked me. I think also coming from mid Wales or, you know, well, nearly on the border of Shropshire. It's very, there's not a lot in terms of, I find, the bigger picture. Yeah. So when I was in Asia I learned that was where I learned about myself and I learned about life I know that sounds a bit deep but it's so true because you're out your comfort zone you are and you are by yourself and you have to deal with slight situations and yeah and Google Maps does not work very well in Asia I found (laughs) well not in Hong Kong anyway (laughs) (laughs) what did you use Bing Bing Maps honestly I just had to just remember street names and remember where to turn and I'd maybe screenshot a bit of the map and just try and find my own way because the thing about especially Hong Kong is that it all goes uphill and you have to cross like escalators and go under bridges and through a tunnel and yeah (laughs) so when I've been looking in terms of things to say about your godparents and stuff like is that why you went to Sweden and then I seen is it you went to Munich and all these other places like where have you been in Europe Amsterdam Uh, yeah I went to yes after Italy so when I before I graduated I went to Amsterdam and Prague with a friend from uni uh absolutely loved it and then I went to the Benicassian festival in Spain uh with one of my best friends Steph yeah and then and then I flew to Hong Kong and then um so this where did I where have I been uh yeah Sweden I went there to visit them I went to Stockholm and then they live in Karlstad which is out well three hours away from Stockholm but very close to Norway so I went to in Norway for the day and then I came back to the UK and then I basically booked a flight uh in once whilst I was in Sweden to go to Munich for Christmas by myself by yourself you're a big girl can do what you want now yeah I just I just I think being in Asia as well I I think in terms of the whole Christmas thing it makes you realize that it's just any other day I mean, okay. of course, you want to spend it with loved ones and everything, but, you know, I see them a lot, and, yeah, no, I really enjoyed Germany as well, so. 
So what would you say is the difference in terms of Asia and Europe, obviously not counting the UK in terms of travel? What would you say? What have you seen the differences? Uh, oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd say people are could be slightly more approachable in Asia. Okay. Um, the weather, obviously. You sweating. And the weather. Yeah. Well, I, I believe I'm climatized now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, no, no, I think... I think they're different in their own way. I can't, it's nothing that you can really compare. I enjoy, I really appreciate traveling Europe. Like I really like, you know, whenever I come back to say visit people in the UK, I'll always maybe take a couple of days or a week to go and visit another place in Europe. So in terms I just like seeing, yeah, I just like so seeing I, countries and seeing their different cultures. Yeah. So you're pretty much safe for someone who's like, oh, let's go to this place. You're not really, you're not like, oh, I'm not going to. You literally look if you can obviously make it feasible and then like you're straight on it. Yeah. If so someone said, oh, we're going to go to, I don't know. If someone said, I want to go do that tour in North Korea. But yeah, I'll come. Love it. Adventure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Australia then Australia you've been to Australia before or is this your first time in Australia yeah first time first time so where have you been so far so I I think I've been here six weeks ish now so I landed in Melbourne and I uh, got off the plane slightly drunk because <laughs> there yeah, this guy came and sat on my row because obviously due to the, well, the beginnings of coronavirus, like all the like seats were basically empty and all my flights. Um, and then he came and sat and we just, um, yeah, we're just chatting away and he's just telling me all about Melbourne. And then he got, he was like a, a business person so we had loads of drinks so yeah I arrived in a hostel in Melbourne a bit drunk uh, That's then, yeah easy way to do it and I fell straight asleep so it's great <laughs> um and then I did this tour with a company called Welcome to Travel and it's basically they take you on a tour of Melbourne and they take you to Phillip Island which is about uh two a couple of hours outside of melbourne and you see like the penguin parade and um, i think the philip island is where the hemsworth brothers are from but don't quote me on that yeah. and then came back to melbourne and then we did the great ocean road so again we went through the oh. grampians and then came back on the great ocean road towards melbourne did, did you yeah. find melbourne a bit like London because when I was there I thought it was literally like London a bit um I'd say it's better than London whoa shots all the London listeners have just left they've just left the building tell me more it's just in terms of I I just think it was more open I didn't obviously I didn't think it was as big as London yeah. and it doesn't feel as like crowded 
Yeah, I suppose there's no, there's more like say the islands and all that kind of stuff that then are off. Yeah, I think it's just it just and it just felt and you just saw a lot more green. Yeah, and they love a tram, don't they? Oh, they do. That tram service was good. Yeah. So in terms of, um, I know you then from Melbourne, you went somewhere else, but yeah, it's a one-way ticket. When I spoke to you, right? So. Or has that changed? Is it still a one-way ticket or you're, back, you're coming back home tomorrow? Uh, it's very much a one-way ticket. I, yeah, so it's a one-way ticket. Um, I can't really give an explanation, but I just, you just never know what will happen because say if you booked a return ticket, you could be, say six months in and you and you could end up getting a job offer or you could get a job offer in another country or I could go on to New Zealand or you know and then you've got that that return ticket and it's just gonna be be annoying to have to rearrange so for me I was like I didn't want to spend the the money to have that because I just know that it's basically maybe going to cost the same anyway yeah so Um, leaving your door open sometimes not having a plan yeah, because I used to be very organised and very, I have to have a plan. But then ever since I've, I think ever since that moment I went to Italy and then I moved to Hong Kong, I'm very, I'm more laid back now and I'm very much like, I just believe that it will just, everything happens for a reason and it will just flow. So it's like, who needs a plan, right? Exactly. And the thing is, I think I learned from my mistake in basically leaving Hong Kong because I just when I came back to the UK I just didn't I just didn't feel happy yeah and you know it's like not fulfilled with something something's missing and it's yeah 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 and well the only reason I came out from Hong Kong was to study my master's in education and then I didn't enjoy the course and I dropped out and then all of a sudden it was just it was harder to go back because the protests kicked off and and then a lot of and then I was just ended up working at home then for mum like on the family farm and the business so it's like I was speaking to my other guest yesterday um and he was talking about the pressures of um people have when they're young to go and get a job and just then go on do this do that and it's like the way you're looking at it is whatever will be will be right you don't know what's around the corner but you've got plenty of time to like say worst case scenario you've got your degree there to be like I can always get a job it's not the worst case um so I'm gonna go and enjoy myself and whatever that leads to at least to something right exactly and I just think you've just got to be open to everything because you just never know yeah for sure for sure. So, what's obviously Australia? How long you plan to be there? You haven't got a plan, I know that. So it's just day by day, week by week, whatever. But then, what's COVID nineteen been like in Australia? What's your take on it? What's isolation? Are you in isolation now? What's been happening? So yeah, so from Melbourne, I flew to Cairns and started the the, the popular East Coast trip the opposite way around yeah I was gonna say yeah the flights were 
the, the flights were cheaper and the, the discounts we got because basically we've booked like camper vans and the company Welcome to Travel had really good deals with juicy camper vans. Juicy. Um, yeah, they're like basically giant um, purple and green cars. <laughs> I'll have to send you a picture. It's hilarious. Definitely. You forget you're driving in them and then you're wondering why. Have you got a picture with you in it? Uh, I can get one. Um <laughs> But um, you know, why are people cutting me up? Oh yeah, I'm in a juicy van. <laughs> They're like, oh tourists. Nah. Yeah. You pretty much got a tourist sticker on your head, like. <laughs> yeah. But no. Uh, um, so Australia. Did you ask me why Australia? Uh, I haven't asked you that, but that's an interesting oh. one. And then you're doing it the wrong way around. Wait until you get to Gold Coast. It's amazing there. I love it. And Sydney. Yeah, no. Well, why why did you pick Australia then when you thought right I'm gonna get this one way ticket why Australia it's I know like Australia is up there as my favorite it's just it's amazing um why not wow wow that is that is strong I mean <laughs> we're just leaving that there and that is amazing yeah so COVID tell me about that yeah so yeah, so making our way down from Cairns and we were about to do the Whit Sundays tour um, from Airlie Beach and all gets cancelled. So we were supposed to be travelling until um, about April 15th. So we had everything booked all the way down to Gold Coast. So, yeah, everything's now cancelled and it's been, this week has been really, really difficult because there yeah there is no plan and luckily we're I'm at this place in Bundaberg now called Platypus Park and the owner has been absolutely lovely because because of COVID-19 obviously Australia took a while um because we thought we were missing everything we thought oh we're in a bubble like nothing's going to affect us we're going to keep traveling and then this week it's basically gone bad so this guy has said, yeah, you're more than welcome to stay here, like base yourself here because we're in camper vans and basically all the camper van sites are not accepting people in. And then yeah. you obviously cannot camp on the side of the road. So it's been a bit stressful this week trying to find places to sleep and base ourselves. Um, so luckily we found this place and he's been amazing Shout um, out to that. Shout out to that yeah. guy. Um, Shout so out to Platzper Park, yeah. Yeah. At www.platzperpark.au. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, AU. <laughs> um, so, for say, getting that one way ticket and being where you are, um, for people listening, how how do you just then book onto something like that and be like, right, I'm going to commit to doing that and then going ahead and doing it and then like, what are the say uh, if I want to go to traveling now and then what do you just go online and find a package and then go right that's what I'm going to get on see you later I don't I've never ever booked a holiday through a travel agency or a package like I've never ever done that I've just always booked the flight and then I'll book things separately um yeah. I just don't I just 
yeah but thing is you know I'm not going to go on an all-inclusive to Spain I just that's not me Uh, I'd go to Spain just you know do it you know a bit differently you know but I think what I'd say is just do it like just go whilst you can just maybe I don't know I remember once I was what was I doing Oh, yeah. So I was, when I was trying to decide to go to Vietnam, I basically wrote things down on um, mm. a list of where I wanted to go. And then I threw a dart blindfolded and see where it landed. And it landed on Vietnam. So maybe if you can't, like if there are places that you want to go to, maybe just put them down and just spin a throw bottle a or something. Yeah, I'll throw a dart at it. And you go, OK, look, um, I'm going to Antarctica. Great. And then just save no, up, <laughs> just save up. But it's when I when I think people get really afraid about the whole saving up thing, and some people I think struggle. And I just think just put away, even if it's just twenty pounds a week or twenty pounds a month, and just see how yeah. like your situation is. Obviously, I'd say save as much as you can. But if, you know, just start with £20 maybe. But you don't need as much money as you think you do, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, now that I come to Australia, like, I'm obviously going to be working here. Obviously, COVID-19 is proving very difficult at the minute, but I'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. But I just say, unless... Well, what another thing I'd say is maybe take a small step. So I obviously went to Italy first. So maybe go to Europe and maybe go for a weekend yeah. away by yourself um, or go go do a summer camp and teach English because if you can speak English, you you have no reason to not go and just take advantage of that. Yeah, that's what you're saying about being privileged from the start, just being able to yeah. speak English is it's massive. I know, yeah. and you'll be surprised how many countries in Europe really need your help. Um, but yeah, just take the plunge. Um, or yeah, well, if you don't want to start small in Europe, then just just take the plunge and go somewhere really far away, and just deal with it. You know, like at the end of the day, I think also you've got to get used to being by yourself. Even if you just take yourself out for a drink or a coffee, like some people cannot do it. Like yeah, every I feel- time I eat out by myself, I don't. I'm fine with it now. I think when I first started doing it, it was, oh, God, everyone's looking at me. Oh, yeah. this is really embarrassing. I'm just going to go on my phone. Yeah, I'm waiting for someone. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, do they think I've been stood up? Blah, 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 blah. But now I just don't care. Yeah, it's, definitely. So just, that, it's a fear again, isn't it? It comes down to fear and especially yeah. this isolation. Um, like for me, I can handle it because I spend a lot of time by myself and a lot of people will be able to just be like get in a zone and just focus on something. But what yeah. a lot of people will find is they can do it now themselves. It's like, wow, all this time, I just never had that time because I'm always working to just do me. And they're yeah. like, wow. It's really important to get to know yourself because, you know, they say, you know, you can't really love someone else till you love yourself. So you've yeah. got to just know what you like and know what you want to do and you know I just think it's really important to have independent time and not selfish enough for themselves yeah I mean there's a balance there's a level of you obviously 
not being selfish because your circumstances that's fine but there's always time to be selfish for yourself definitely yeah no I agree with that I agree so what new skills are you learning and what's to come in 2020 and 21 with obviously also COVID obviously for then isolation for say six months etc it's going to also impact on you massively but what new skills can you learn with the downfall and turn it into a positive oh okay well, I was kind of dreading this question because I really don't know because I was just going to say improving my mechanical skills you should have seen me pulling up in a camper van buying oil and pouring it in <laughs> I felt amazing I was like yeah feminism yeah, I can do this that's small that starts small <laughs> Europe and then go big time <laughs> yeah um but no so this week like I've said has been a bit of a stressy one and I'm I'm basically looking to start my farm work because you have to do 88 days to get your second year visa granted and I th- it, it is normally easy to get a job but right now you either need to be self-isolated before you move into the farm wherever or so it's been really stressful so I'm basically still looking for jobs and I've never ever had to I feel like I've never had to try this hard before like I feel like I am every day could you stay on the park that you are now to um, yeah they they say that they we can stay here for as long as we want but obviously like the camper vans are only booked until the mid-April so I'm I'm hoping that this week or next week it will something will pop up because it is the season right now is like pre-season now like where we are in Queensland so it's like a bit of an awkward one anyway and then but I'm hoping that they'll soon realise that okay we need more workers we'll just have to bring them in check them because we had to we've had people check our boarding passes to double check like when we enter the country and all that um to just check if you're legit yeah but I think I'm just going to because in terms of my actual career I haven't got a clue and I'm probably just going to be brainstorming that whilst I literally have nothing to do it's like today you know there's sunbathing and there's kayaking and you know there's they have dogs and stuff here but there's only so many times that you can do that in a day and repeat it so I know that I need to start I think just brainstorming whilst I literally have the time to do so because I've never had this before do you think, I think like, like everyone else in isolation <laughs> yeah do you think like obviously you say you've done the kayaking and you've done the teaching you've done the obviously the sports side career that could have gone that way you slowly got into drama a bit more with the teaching and that when you when you know what it is you're going to do you'll be like right that's it and then you'll go fully hard so at the minute you might not actually know you're still like like work experience like in a way like even this traveling yeah. into work experience of just building up your life skills yeah. meeting new people but without you knowing you're actually building that career and going no 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 which is on the other side it's actually exciting because you don't know tomorrow it could be wow I'm going to be a mechanic I never knew and you're going to go <laughs> into that. oh that's great life advice thank you that's what this <laughs> is all about think about no, it no yeah it's just um 
no it's just I um I really enjoy diving because I did diving last year in the Philippines so I'm maybe looking at doing a paddy course so I'll go back up to Cairns what's a paddy um, course uh, so, oh, sorry oh yeah so paddy course is a, di- a diving course basically you Slang do in the, in the gang yeah yes yeah, so you can do <laughs> you can do your courses that will enable you to become a you know a qualified diver so that you can basically dive anywhere in the world um and I'm also possibly looking at doing a personal training course at some point because I realized that I really enjoy exercise and fitness like it's always been my my thing like I've always always done it do you I'd suggest like you know the diving and the personal fit go on obviously like Instagram and do you follow like 10 people who are smashing it at the minute that uh females or males whoever you look up to then you know your daily content on Instagram is obviously gonna have your friends and then you're gonna have them people and then you just slowly pay more focus onto that as well so I suggest like you then stay in that environment even though you might be looking at like online courses and stuff like that about being a PT and stuff following a lot of people who are in that field you just get to like involved and like you say oh there's these events happening in Australia oh I'm there I'm gonna go to them but if you just then obviously see what all your friends are doing and it's like they're also not going to be looking at PT stuff. So I've got an account on Instagram that's just full of daily like um, advice from people that I really like look up to. And it just so I might spend an hour flicking through that. But it's content that is like I see I'm gaining. Do you know what I mean? In terms of just. Yeah. So something for you to maybe look into maybe a page where everything that you've been doing or whatever, then you might then naturally be like, you know what, I enjoy flicking through that than my actual other page. So Yeah, no, that's a good idea as well. I'm not yeah. Yeah, so these are just things I'm thinking about. Um and obviously when the world gets back on track. Your C V is gonna be crazy. I like, know. The thing is it's gonna be the, good. The only thing that I have the drive to do is travel. That's the only thing I care about. It's the only thing that makes me happy. And yes, I may have thrown a, a the Olympics away, or I may have thrown being a, a director away. But I think I'm just glad that I uh, I'm happy. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like like you said, you know, there's a pressure on young people massively now leaving university. Um, and I'm just glad that I am just doing what I want to do. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's amazing to just, like, if you did this in the next 10 years, the amount of people you meet, the experiences, and the way you like, going to try loads of stuff, you can then sit down and be like, wow, what do I actually want to do? And that, again, is you're creating your own CV, and you just, it's priceless. It's priceless. And yeah. I'd recommend a lot of people to think about, you know traveling and I always had it in my head where you think and sit in a pub and the guy's like oh I wish I had done that so that's that yeah in my head it motivates me to be like not in that situation to be me that person going oh I wish you should have gone so that's why I've been traveling yeah. I've done different stuff and as you said what have you actually got to lose be open to everything yeah you never know that is exactly. the title of our that's the title of this podcast you just never know um <laughs> so okay let's do um 
the one thing round. So each episode, I ask guests a series of quick questions, and then you just have to tell me which one you would pick. And you can have a little story, or you can just say that. All right. So okay. first one: Sweden or Italy? Oh, oh, um, Italy. Why? <laughs> because <of> the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> because I think because it's literally like a second home to me. Like I have friends there, and I think I've gone to many different places now, and I always feel at home there. And I just love the way of life. And yeah. the passion and the lang all oh, the language. I love the language. Yeah, it is very nice. Tutte bene, yeah. Okay. Liverpool or Melbourne? Oh, oh no. See one I've lived oh, in yeah. for three years and the other I've like been in for two weeks. Oh, I don't think I can answer. Oh, oh. Um, I'm just uh. gonna say uh, Melbourne. Oh, it. And all the Liverpool listeners, we just lost them. We've lost London, <laughs> and now we've lost. Wow, what a day! And then <laughs> Welsh or English? Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> um, one thing you're scared of see I thought I was scared of crocodiles but I'm not and snakes I held one so that's you know I don't know what I'm am I scared of scared, scared of snakes I'm, I thought I was but I'm not I can't what am I scared of uh I'd say nothing. I mean, this could be a chance to be, to be like quite deep. Like, I'm scared of, I don't know. To be announced. Yeah, this is this is yeah, this is for the late for the next podcast. Cannot. I'm not afraid okay. of anything right now. Okay, so in three months' time, you're going to tell me. Um, <laughs> so, in terms of right now, and I said. You had to live for the rest of your life in one town, city. I know where it'd be, it'd be um, or village, and it'd be Lumberflin. So if you, from now, if I said right, well, you're gonna, I'm gonna lift you up from where you are in Brandenburg and chuck you in, where would that one place be? And you would never have, you'd have to live there for the rest of your life. Oh my God, these questions. Um, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. So that's maybe where you are destined to live. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So, one thing you're grateful for. Um. Which I know you love that place, but. Wait, it it was some, it was called something else when I left. <laughs> I don't think I've been to Knock and Snitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm very grateful for that. Um, 
I'd say uh, I'm very grateful for my mental and physical health allowing me to do what I'm doing. And I'd say I don't have any pressure from from family or friends. That's massive. Like I, I can do what I can do. So, you know, I don't have any pressure. You know, my mum's always be happy I just want you to be happy don't you know if you want to go go because I know I had a lot of questions from people saying um oh why are you going you know why are you leaving your mom or you know but she wants me to as well (laughs) so I'd say that um and then I just say my friends my and my family like you know everyone from ours and all the friends and family I have across the world across the world a lot of people can't say can they no but I'm very grateful for everyone that I've met and it's been a part of my life so yeah hey so before we finish the question the last question is what is life to Ellen Davis what is life leading the life you want to live love it so don't yeah don't strive to be perfect be silly you know don't take life seriously pronounce things wrong and own it say no when you want to because you can but say yes and be spontaneous to other things and just be confident be open be kind to everyone and to situations and don't always let your emotions like take over always take a breath and take a step back and go right just need to take this in and I'll be fine that is life life goes on you know life goes on girl keep traveling don't come back I'm sure (laughs) I'll see you on your journey and just take experience and keep growing and as you said, the best thing you can have in life is your mental health and fitness. And I look forward to seeing you doing them PT videos. And oh, yeah. Drunk. And yeah, don't take life seriously. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Oh, thank you, you so much. much. Yeah. Finally got through the podcast after trying for two hours. Great. Great. I can't say it. <laughs> I'm expecting you to pay three pound a minute to speak to me next time. <laughs> yeah, I know it was so close. It was so close. O two, but yeah, thank you very much and peace out. Peace out. Ta. Ciao. Well, that was an exciting episode. Thank you very much, Al. The connection was bad at the start before we put the podcast out. It took us a while, but because she's in a juicy van in Australia, you can understand why. But such a great girl. Traveling the world doesn't matter by herself with people. She's taking the risk, looking for the opportunities. Keep smashing it, and I'm sure we'll catch up very soon. Keep driving, girl.